0: All right, let's continue. Welcome back. Uh, We're talking about the character of God. We're talking about his love. We've talked about his anger. But what about God's pleasure? There's a lot of verses that deal with God's pleasure. We can't deal with all of them in just this half hour. But in Psalm 135, um, verse 6, it says, Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that he did in heaven and in earth and in seas, and in all deep places, God did according to his pleasure. Then, then he says in the Psalm uh, 147, verse 11, he says this. Um, the Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him and those that hope in his mercy. Uh, we got to go rapidly here. Uh, in Ezekiel, he says this. Have I any pleasure in the death of the wicked? He says, I don't have any pleasure in the death of the wicked, which tells you that he loves everybody, but he doesn't have pleasure in everybody because they don't obey him. And we talk about God's integrity in Titus chapter 1, verse 2, Hebrews 6, verse 18, and in Romans three fourteen, all talk about the fact that it's impossible for God to lie. And so from Genesis chapter 1 through Revelation 22, it's all the truth folks. Yep. God cannot lie. In in and, and and so that's his integrity. You know that we uh, God is a jealous God. Uh, Ezekiel 25 and De- Deuteronomy 5:19 says that God is is a jealous God. Well,
1: that's not an attractive well,
0: attribute is it? Think about this when he tells tells Timothy that God will have all men to be saved. He's jealous for you. He wants you. He wants me. He wants all of us. And if you're listening and you're not saved, he's jealous for you. He wants you. That's why he said his only begotten son, because he loved the whole world and he's jealous for you. Oh, I, I, I. And, and, That's our
1: coffee pot you can hear.
0: Okay, if you hear. <laughs> and, yeah, I no you to, and I told you I told you to to go to Romans chapter one, and I have a reason for that, because we just talked about um that that, that we are talk about God's grace. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Well it, it, and it and it has. And you say, well, what about the heathen in Africa that haven't heard it? well there's very few people that have had that have not. Heard or know uh, intrinsically something about God in Romans chapter one, uh, verse seventeen, and uh, let's let's read with uh, verse eighteen. It says, "For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them." for God hath showed it unto them. Well, let's go to Psalm chapter 19, shall we? Mm -hmm. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth forth his hand. (laughs) Look up, look around, look forward, and you'll see the wonderful creation of God, which was his pleasure to create. Let's talk about God's faithfulness.
1: Well, let's do that.
0: Let's do it. First John 1 9. If we confess our sins, he that is God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, we've talked about the Word of God, and we've given you just a, a little skeleton of what God's character is. Now,
1: hey, I've got a question you for everybody, that. for our listeners. Uh, when was the last time you heard that in your church?
0: Ooh, ouch. When was it?
1: Well, El- I, can, I, I can speak for myself. I mean, last time I went to El Vista Baptist. With you, I I heard this kind of preaching in my church. Now, uh, dear listener, when was the last time you heard the word of God being given in this manner in your church? If you can't say last week or the week before, Maybe you can say, well, maybe about a month ago there was a message on judgment. Maybe I I don't remember. Well, uh, you might want to examine whether or not you're being fed properly.
0: That's a good, Uh, that's That's uh, not, that's uh, not a, that's just, uh, not just a good suggestion. It's, it's a warning. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: is. And uh, here, here's another part of the warning. When we start to replace, when pastors start to replace the word of God, teaching of the word of God with social justice issues, ouch. Uh, then, pastors, you're totally missing the mark. You're heeding the call of the people. You're pandering instead of preaching. And there is a penalty for pandering pastor what is that penalty?
0: well what sh- what you did was alliteration <laughs> well i did i
1: did that yes.
0: yeah we do a lot of our studying in sorry
1: my, i spit all over
0: you in, in my alliteration room down in the basement we do a lot of this stuff <laughs> and, and we enjoy doing it now and if you're not if you're not being educated from the word of god then you're not being edified mm-hmm by the word of God, and you're not being evangelized by the word of God. And all of these things ought to be in every church service that you attend. And preachers, if you're not doing it, shame on you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, I think we need to give our listeners some examples of what we're talking about. Um, it seems to me that, that uh, many of the churches, uh, just by virtue of uh, what we see happening, what we hear coming out of the, the pulpits, they're substituting the teaching of the Word of God uh, for social justice agenda issues. Uh, God's intent in sacrificing his son wasn't to level the playing field for everybody. It was to save you from eternal damnation, to save you from eternal separation from him. Uh, God's not real concerned about how much you make. He's not concerned too much about your your income status or what position you hold in the community, or he's not concerned about your race. He's not concerned about that. And if you're being told from the pulpit that that's one of the most important issues, well, then uh, your pastor's dead wrong. But this is what's happening in churches today. They're substituting the gospel for a social justice gospel and and it's it's a deliberate deceit is what it is. An example how about the Southern Baptist Convention? Whoops. Okay. Yeah. The Southern Baptist Convention who is uh, allowing something called critical race theory to be taught in their schools, in their Sunday schools, and in their seminaries. That's right. Yeah. The leadership is aware and they're allowing it. Why? Why would they allow something like critical uh, race theory to be taught? in in their seminaries pastor why would they allow uh, I, why would they allow a and hire a, a higher professor in who believes that the old testament is nothing more than mythology
0: and they've done that
1: oh they've done that
0: uh, it's on record
1: oh it's definitely a they did that about
0: what four years ago
1: albert moeller
0: albert moeller the head of the southern baptist convention the head of the
1: southern baptist convention uh <laughs> has has hired knowingly hired yeah he He, he was made aware by some of the other staff who who were warning him of this dangerous heretical and apostate teachers that that, a belief system that they couldn't allow it in their seminary and the Dean of students at this particular college was made aware the teachers made him aware, mm-hmm. the staff made him aware, and they hired him anyway. They hired this guy anyway to teach that the Old Testament is nothing more than mythology.
0: Mythology?
1: Mythology.
0: What is a myth, Curtis? <laughs> it's something that's...
1: Something not based in fact. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's either theory mm-hmm. or, or it's folk tale or, you know, it, it's it's not from the word of God.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. So uh, so uh, this
1: is a major denomination departing from the faith. Period. Yeah. They're substituting the gospel of Jesus Christ, a Christ-centered gospel in God's word with a man-centered gospel, a social justice gospel.
0: That's what they're doing. By the way, the word the Old Testament is a myth. <laughs> well, well, can I can I say in derision to him? And, I, and I'll just turn him to John chapter 17, verse 17. And I just want to quote to you something that Jesus prayed for for his people. All right. Okay. Okay. Now when Jesus was on earth, um, the old testament was completed, but the new testament wasn't. Right. So Jesus said this and he prayed to god sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth end of the argument so why would you why would you hire pay yeah. someone to teach other men who are going to go into the ministry that the old testament is filled with myths why would you do that yeah you know why would you because your heart is not right with god and that's the truth yeah and so this is one of the problems we have and it's as it begins in our seminaries where we're where we're teaching people how to be pastors by the way i went to bible college i went to two good ones Mm -hmm. very good ones Mm -hmm. somewhat legalistic but I'm going to tell you something, they had it right on with regard to uh, the character of God and the word of God and the, and the gospel of God. They had it right. And we were enjoined to encourage, to, well, we were commanded to get out there and win souls to Jesus Christ. Go door to door. Take the gospel. Take gospel track. Take the word of God and go. And you know that when we started the bus route in Auburn Hills, Michigan, Curtis, you were with us. We started with just our families and we, that is my, my friend Tom Pearson and I, and I kept track of it in a notebook. We made over 1000 door to door calls, taking the word of God with us. We were threatened by a man with a shotgun once. Did that stop us? No now what's stopping you pastor what's stopping you
1: and and by the way I, I, let, let me just say we're not starting any rumors here when we tell you stories like that no no uh, uh, you can verify that information on protestia.com uh, the stories there it's called enemies within the church yep and uh, it, this is very well documented uh, a guy by the name of Judd Saul uh, director of the EWTC, uh, enemies within the church mm-hmm. uh, has has put put together this documentary and uh, it's on protestia.com check it out all right uh, we're not starting a rumor here that's this right. is fact that's right this is mm-hmm. what's going
0: on yeah so now now let's let's move away from the SBC. And, and, and by the way, if I were you, I'd run away from it now. there, now, now wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. There are some SBC pastors that have got it right. Danny Wood. Danny Wood. Danny Wood,
1: West Baptist church holding the line. Yep. He's holding the gospel
0: line. And from what I understand, he has held the leadership, held their feet to the fire. Also,
1: he he has indeed.
0: All right. So anyway, so let's let, but let's move on. Um, there are two organizations which bother me greatly, and uh, and if you're a part of those organizations, get out. Now, but here's why.
1: Organizations are those.
0: Well, here's why. And first of all, the one one we want is 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 the that a group that claims to be Christians and they're not, and they're called Mormons. Now, or. Latter-day Saints. Latter-day Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And guess what they have in their Bibles? The Book of Mormon. They have several other uh, books of the Bible, uh, first and second and third and fourth, Nephi. Yeah. Yeah. Who was Nephi? Well, it was an angel. Uh, then and then they take the translation of the Bible from a guy named Joseph Smith, who found some spurious gold plates while he was digging for treasure, and the angel Moroni uh, translated these things into. It, it, I don't even want to finish because I'm beginning to throw up. And 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 people have bought into this, into this um, apostasy, uh, big big time do you know that if you have a pastor of one of your churches who has more than one wife he is absolutely um, defying the word of god because the bishop should be the husband of one wife and yet there are sections of their sex of mormonism that still practice bigamy and polygamy and their leadership does now stop it Get out of it, Mm -hmm. run from it, run to the Bible, which is the word of God. Stay away from the Book of Mormon, which is of spurious nature. Not only that, it's wrong and it's adding to the word of God.
1: And it's also taking away from.
0: And in in doing that, they've taken away from the word. Because they
1: make their source of authority, not the Bible. They make it, it's the Book of Mormon, and another book called The Pearl of Great Price.
0: Oh, yeah. Watch uh, it.
1: Those are their sources of authority. Yep. Okay, not the Bible.
0: Which, and, which and there's is, a big
1: problem right there.
0: Which is the authority.
1: Which is the authority. So, whether you're substituting the Bible for the Book of Mormon, or a social justice agenda, if you're if you're preaching anything but the word of God from the pulpit to the pew, you are wrong. Period. And a story. It's oh, as simple as that.
0: Absolutely.
1: As simple as that.
0: Now, let's let's go on and and
1: why are we warning you so so vehemently here? Because we care about what happens to you pastors. And, and we care about what happens to the people that are sitting under your God given authority. We're scared for all of you.
0: Yeah. Well, wow. does he know how to preach or what? Uh, that's my boy. Okay, now listen. That's not the orga- only organization. Uh, and and listen, we know that. Uh, that there are going to be Roman Catholics turning into this, and I want you to know, God loves you. And I want you to know. I want you to know. I really believe that there are Roman Catholics who are saved. Oh, I believe that
1: too. I know some. Yeah, I do too. I I know some that are definitely saved.
0: I have known some. Yeah. Okay. Uh, By the way, I also know and have heard preach a saved Jew by Marini Showers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 So... No, we're not
1: pretty good author, too.
0: We're not cascading everybody. We're warning you. Now, if you're a Roman Catholic, your leadership has added to the word of God. They have in, in, in your Bible an uninspired um, uh, group of books, I think there were 12 of them, called the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha yeah. yeah. It's the Apocrypha. Mm-hmm. It's adding to the word of god and is teaching false doctrines so to our roman catholic friends this is just warning and and uh criticize us castigate us do, do whatever you want uh, i'm not afraid um and uh, so uh, Cause my only fear is I fear God, and in that word fear, it's it's respect. respect, and I respect His word. And if you add from it or detract from it, you're wrong, and I'm sorry about that. I I say this with some anguish and some te- and uh, some tears in my heart because uh, I I don't like for it to be wrong. But then there's that emergent church. Mm-hmm. How about that
1: we talked about that on a prior podcast yeah
0: and, and what,
1: what's wrong with the emergent church pastor
0: uh okay we've already talked about it they're 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 stu- they're substituting wordliness with worldliness they're giving you milk instead of meat they are wrongly dividing the word of truth they're making up opinions of god
1: well give me an example can you I mean, how about oh look can i
0: yeah you sure can
1: i i, I put it in my and wrote it in my book back in 2012. Uh, the judas epidemic uh, there's a, a prominent leader of the emergent church by the name of brian mclaren
0: Yep. by
1: the way uh warren Uh, Pastor Warren of Saddleback Church is also an emergent church. Uh, uh, I I, I would almost consider Jill Osteen's church out in Houston uh, an emergent
0: church. Absolutely. Uh,
1: And and they're from uh, McLaren, even wrote in his book, A New Kind of Christianity. And believe me, that's what they want. They want Mm -hmm. one that doesn't have anything to do with the Word of God, I can tell you that. Because mclaren openly calls god incurably violent because of what he did in the old testament
0: all he did was judge the ungodly which is what he's supposed to do
1: that's right
0: in in keeping with his character
1: in keeping with his character but he calls god incurably violent uh, as if that's some sort of sickness that god has Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, things of that nature, when you impugn the very character of God. (laughs) I I, I shudder to think of the penalty that you're going to incur when you're judged. (laughs) It's almost unfathomable to me how anyone could do that. But it's being done. And and they place their emphasis on, uh, like you said, Pastor, experience over reason. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Have you felt the power? Of God? Well, n- not lately. Well, I, I would submit to you that probably because uh, he, the Holy Spirit, hasn't indwelled you yet, and uh, and there's no there's no study of the Word of God in your daily life. Uh, you want to feel the power of God? Get into his word. You'll feel it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You'll feel it. Okay.
0: Well, um, if you want to feel it, you've got, got to understand something. <laughs> when Jesus said uh, that, that uh, if you believe in him, you shall be saved, he didn't say you should be, you'd feel saved. No, but he didn't say that. Yeah. Did you know, there are, there are days when I say to myself, <laughs> what's wrong with me? Have, have i you know i don't question my salvation but there i, I don't I, I have health health issues from sure. time to time i'm 81 years old for crying out loud and and it it hurts me to climb the stairs anymore uh, do i th- do i feel saved well the fact that i'm climbing the stairs because i've just been down in my basement studying the word of god gives yeah. me some peace about that yeah. but uh, when jesus said my peace i give unto you not, not as the world giveth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he meant it. You want to argue with the Lord Jesus Christ? I don't advise it. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's, there's a judgment coming, and, um, and uh, by the way, the only way you'll, um, you'll get away from the, from the great white throne judgment is to be saved now, and to be saved scripturally. And I don't mean to be feel saved. I don't mean to experience salvation. I mean to be saved. It's a position in Jesus Christ. And without being saved, you don't—you are not positionally with God. You're on the outside looking in. Yep. And that's just the way it is. I hate to say these kind of things to you. If
1: your pastors are giving you anything but the word of God, if they've substituted it with the social gospel, your salvation could be in question. If you're not Mm getting the gospel the correct way, this is the concern for us. And this is why God warns about it because pastors, if you're not teaching and preaching the, the immutable, infallible word of God from the pulpit you are placing the very souls of your congregants your church members at risk of hellfire that's plain and simple and if you're doing that there's a heavy penalty for that according to the scripture in there pastor Heavy penalty for that. Yep. And you pastors already ought to know, if you've studied the Word of God at all, ought to know what that penalty is. Might want to get in there and check it out. Pastor, close us out here. We've got about a little less than three minutes.
0: So what's our advice to you uh, with regard to our warning? Here it is. Seek the Word of God. Sprint to the Word of God. Search the Word of God. Savor the Word of God. Submit to the Word of God. And then you'll be satisfied in the Word of God. And the way you can do that is you have to have the right start. And you can start right now by believing in the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. One of the greatest questions ever asked, the Philippian jailer asks Paul and Silas, and they said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? You know what Paul said? Uh, Good works? No. No. Be kind? No.
1: Preach a social justice gospel. Uh,
0: Yeah. Make sure
1: the playing field is level.
0: Join a Baptist church. Wait a minute. I love the Baptist church. I go to one. No, the Apostle Paul said this to the question, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him righteousness. Unbeliever, you must do the same thing. Believe God. God. Won't you do it today? Our God and our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your precious and holy word of God. We thank you for your love and for your, uh, and for your word and for your, uh, for your um, absolute uh, pure character. We thank you for the gospel we thank you for your love for everybody. And we know that the uh, your love is shed abroad in our hearts. And we thank you for what But we pray at this time that there's one listening, that today is the day they might believe in Jesus Christ. That's our prayer. Thank you, Lord. We ask these things as we come boldly to the throne of grace. In Jesus' name, amen.